Hey there, GoCast listener. A couple of episodes ago, we were joined by good friend of the show, Terry Wolf, who shared his experience with us about, you know, being an experienced player, what he does to grind for experience and all that. What this is, is an extended 30 minute interview that we did after that show that really gets into the pros and cons of being a community leader. And from his perspective, what the game should have moving forward from a community standpoint. We hope you enjoy. Thanks. I'm joined here today by Mr. Terry Wolf. How's it going, Terry? Wonderful. Great. Great. Uh, He is a community leader here in our area, but I'll let him do plenty of the talking about details regarding that. As we go throughout this conversation, before we get going, Terry, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Like a quick little summary about you as a Pokemon Go player. Well, I'm a level 40 times 3 Valor player. Um, I love, I'm an all-around player is what I call myself. I catch, I hatch eggs, I raid, I feed my berries to my my gems, uh, everything. I do a little bit of everything. I'd rather be a jack of all trades and focus on just one thing. Podcast aficionado. That too. The whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, Terry's really involved with the Pokemon Go scene. Yes. And we'll get into that. So, why Pokemon Go? Why not a different mobile game? Because there's nothing else like Pokemon Go. Honestly, that's what drew me in. It was so different and so neat. And you go out and you play and then you start meeting new people. And unlike games on you would play on xbox with somebody else and you got a microphone and you got trash talk you don't trash talk in pokemon go why because you meet them in person you don't trash talk somebody in person because you're gonna get punched you actually become friends and actually enjoy the game together right yeah that whole face-to-face aspect it's a lot different it sure is it it really makes the game what it is because the game could be a lot better there's a lot more to the game that could make it a better game than it actually is but when you bring in that social aspect that's what makes the game and all these other new AR games do not have that. They don't. Yeah. They don't. Not yet. Wizarding World might. And How? I want a Bluetooth wand. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What do you What do you think? That it raises an interesting question, right? Yes. How much do you think this game being based around the Pokemon has to do with its success and its uh, prevalence and kind of mainstream uh, uh, pop culture nowadays? I think for the start of the game, that's what got it because they had what. 20 years of Pokemon already. Yeah, yeah. And they already had a fan base. They already have the lore uh, of the game. And that brought in people. But when people started playing it and it hit the news, there were people like me who went, what's this about? Mm-hmm. And they came and played and said, hey, this is really cool. And they stuck with it. And I think that's really the success of the game. It's going out and doing stuff. So many, you hear so many stories about people losing weight. I did gained it all back but <laughs> you know it, like it, all good it, yeah, things like Terry. all good things <laughs> yeah i think just being so different than any other game i think is really what the success of it and then having being pokemon was uh, is a big part of it too okay i want to ask you about how you got into this game in the first place because you you basically just described that you didn't have a pokemon background right no no, no pokemon at all prior no. to this game no, somebody at work told me to download the game and try it. So on day three, I downloaded it, went out and played. It took me two days to figure out how to spin the Pokestop. I was buying balls. Oh, okay. I mean, it was like, what is going on here? I'm like, I'm hitting it, nothing's happening. Oh, you got to spin it. Uh-huh. You know, I was hooked. And then our my area, there was 300 people every day on the square playing the game. 
It was such a cool thing to be a part of. Okay. You know, yes, it died down after that, but it was enough to get me hooked. Tell me a little bit about the square, because that's that's where you mostly play, right? Yeah, mostly there and the so graveyards. Where <laughs> is the square? So let's just say that somebody at home was listening or in on this from I don't know Chile. Well, if you've ever seen the movie Groundhog Day, it takes place at Woodstock Square. It's not in Pennsylvania. It's in Illinois. It's just the downtown area that they have that has shop and uh, farmer's market farmer's market yeah. and it's like kind of yeah. just a, a small, small town, town sort of thing. yes but it's littered with pokestops and we have four gyms originally we only had two until the gym system changed but it has enough spawns and stuff that if you walk around the pokestops reset the new spawns have popped up and you can just kind of keep going and walking around so it's that's cool a perfect place to play so do you think if you didn't have an ideal place to play like that that maybe you wouldn't have been as interested in this game as you were um or yeah yeah, I are. think that and, and like I said, the people playing at first out there and being part of something that was groundbreaking, honestly. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I feel I felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. So let's talk about the Woodstock Square community a little bit because one of the reasons that you and I are having this conversation in the first place. Yes. And one of the reasons that I know you is that we both love podcasts. Yes. We both love Pokemon Go podcasts. <laughs> yes, I and, do. And <laughs> uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that GoCast is not the only Pokemon Go podcast, nor will no. be the first, and nor will be the last in any imagination no, <laughs> out there. No, I love them all. Yeah, so you've been involved and in, an active listener of how many different oh, Pokemon Go podcasts do you listen to now? Well, I think it's up to seven or eight now. Wow. Um, yeah. We we lost one early on that was really good. I can't remember the name, but it was two ladies, and they lasted two months, and they quit. That was a really good one. Uh, but, yeah, there's about seven, seven to nine. I can't remember. Yeah. I was counting because I'll listen to, like, Super Effective, which covers it and stuff, but mm-hmm. they're not all. But, I like, but I, like a Pokemon yeah. Go radio. Radio um, FM. Um, Pokemon Go podcast. Pokemon Go podcast. And Some of the newer shows that are on. Lure, oh, Meta Podcast Go as well. Meta Podcast Go. I love those guys. Uh, they're fantastic. up there. Great, too. They sure are. You guys. And then the new one. Go, Pokemon uh, Go show. show. Yes. And Safari Zone. And Safari Zone, I, yeah, I haven't checked them out yet, but they're on the list. But they're not just Go, they're yeah. Pokemon. So uh, how do you, because, okay, let yeah. me just phrase this or yeah. frame this for people at home, that Terry Wolf is not only a Pokemon Go player, and not only does he listen to the podcast, and not only is he involved in the communities, he's kind of like a figure unto himself, you are Terry Wolf. Everybody it's knows who Terry you are. Wolf. You, are no. the, you are the Terry Wolf. You sure are, right? Yes. yes. So um, what is what does that mean? What is like what's the image of Terry Wolf for people? I mean, when I first met you at the Mareep up that Pokemon Go Radio put up. <laughs> oh, I was um, a little drunk that night, but <laughs> a lot of people were. That yes, was yes. arguably the point of that evening, yes, to be yes, very was. honest. Um, but I was so jazzed to meet you because you were as much a figure in my mind as somebody to me, like a Pokemon Go celebrity, yes. as any of the hosts were on any of the podcasts. <laughs> Just because you're so involved. They mention your name all the time. You write in. You're active in all the Twitch yes. streams. Yes. So what's what's the allure there for you? Like, what's the draw to the Pokemon Go podcast uh, community? I think it was mutual between me and the podcast. I mean, I, they taught me how to use Twitter because I never used Twitter, and that's how they communicated. So I started using Twitter, started sending in information, and then they started mentioning me. And every so often, I'm like, hey, that's cool. I want to get back on. I want them to mention me again. And all of a sudden, okay, cool. So 
I'm a leader of the community. Just kind of rolled with it, right? I, I, like they they've made me who I am as much as I've made me who I am, I, and it wasn't on purpose. It was just over time, and yeah, and I I appreciate it, and I wouldn't be where I'm at without them either. Yeah, I, okay. I have great love and I support them. You know? Okay. Yeah, you know, I support everybody. You know, you mentioned me, I'm going to support you. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. very true. I was I was very happy and excited to meet you the first time and found out that you live very near where Ness and I live. Yes, yes. Um, and so we get to hang out for like community days and stuff yes, like that. Or awesome. Zap just, it's a lot of fun. It, it is, really it is. is. I grew up in the Woodstock area. I grew up in Woodstock as a kid. That's, that's great. So it's it's crazy to me that this person that I had heard about on five different shows, <laughs> pretty much while I was doing like research and seeing what the field was like before we did GoCast, yeah. you know, and then just being like, oh, wow. Terry Wolf lives like down the street. That's absolutely <laughs> nuts. Wow. You mentioned they made you who you were just as much as you made you who you were as well. Yeah. Who is that? Who is Terry Wolf well, as a Pokemon Go player? Because you're more than just somebody that likes the game. You're accomplished to quite a degree. Can you kind of summarize that without going through every single medal, which is impressive because we would be here all night. But like, where are you at right now? Like Experience-wise, what's your goals? Well, I'm at seventy-four and a half million. We're hoping to hit under million by the end of the year. Actually, I'm thinking Thanksgiving is about the time I'll hit it. Okay, yeah. Today is the twenty-sixth of August, twenty eighteen. Yes. He's at seventy-five million experience, ladies and gentlemen. That's incredible. Yes. Um, I just kind of set weird goals for myself. I I have I'm gold on almost every medal. I mean, I still gotta do raids. Which takes time, and that big magic carp will never happen. Uh, <laughs> I know that's it's a very difficult metal. trading. It, it will happen, and unknowns. I don't care about. Okay, that's, I'm I'm still bronze. That's my only bronze. You have to go to special events for that, unless they give us an unknown event, and I don't see that happening. Right. So okay. that's just whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into the other aspect of your Pokemon Go playing, which is the main thing I want to get into here tonight. Okay. Let's talk about your community. Because the Woodstock area is great. Yes. And not only are you pointed to as an involved listener and community leader on the podcast, but literally you are pretty much the de facto Woodstock community leader when it comes to Pokemon Go. (laughs) Well, before I I started Discord when I was playing, and we all know how the first fall through spring was, where it was kind of uh, you played by your own. I'd walk up to people in their car with the game showing, and I'd knock on their window, scaring them all the time. You know? Sure, sure. And introducing myself. Uh, hey, I'm Terry Wolf. Yeah, hi, I'm Terry Wolf. I, I, <laughs> I play Pokemon Go. I just wanted to say hi and introduce myself. And uh, But then raids came, and I'm like, I want to raid. I need people to raid with. I learned about Discord through an, uh, another area, so I created it. And I figured, why just cover Woodstock? We'll cover a couple of the local other towns which we share with other discords too but let's see where it happens and you know i think i start off with like 12 people and most of those are still with me and uh how big is your discord community today we're almost to 800 members or i mean 900 members we're hope i'm hoping to hit a thousand by the end of the year because we get three to five new members a day not everybody's active, but I I, I want to hear see that thousand mark, which is yeah. would be awesome. Well, I mean, it, other discords that might be at a higher number, they also don't. Oh, All those yeah. people are not active. Oh, I'm no. sure no. a lot of them are not, just no. as much as they may or may yeah. not be in your community, unless you make an active effort to seek them out. Like, hey, yeah, would you play this? Week? I've I've got, I've got one guy, Tony, who is my uh, he's my recruiter. Uh, he 
It's so amazing. And what shocks me is some of these people are from Woodstock, and some of them aren't new players. Some of them have been playing for a while, and they still hadn't heard about us. And yep. we, you know, we get on. I get on the Facebook, and we post up the link to the Discord, and say, "Hey, this is really the place to be. Don't post here. Nobody's going to respond to you. This is neat, but." come see us come join discord and some people are reluctant to uh download the app and once they do they go oh my god where have you guys been right you know, yeah they're here the whole time yeah, yeah yeah sure we just got harvard going um tony went up there and uh started playing with a few of them for a couple of days and really showed them how to use the discord and now they're active and it was a kind of a dead channel for us because uh i have channels for each town you know, for rating, and you know, once in a while, somebody posts something in there and never got a response. And right. once he got up there and showed them how to really use it and how it can actually be effective, also now you have players there playing, and now you have an active community. Doesn't take much, I guess. No, it doesn't. I mean, there's people everywhere that want to play. You know, I really can't take all the credit. It's really uh, a lot of my members. It's it's member run. You have to screenshot and post to where the raids are. You have to communicate that you're coming. Then you have a raid group. And then next thing you know, you're doing three, four raids in a row, and you're all working together. And then so. you see them next week and do the same thing. Ooh, next day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yep. So what difficulties did you face when you were setting up this Discord community, uh, the community in general? Honestly, none. It, it really ran itself. It really built itself up. We just did a kind of rehaul of organizing channels and deleting a few and now putting some rules in. Because I never had really too many issues. I've only banned maybe a handful of people. Sure. Um, I don't really want to. I mean, if For any particular reason? Uh, first, very first one, she was swearing and saying nasty things. And we do have some children in our, our Discord. So yeah. there's no adult channel or anything. It's, uh, you know, watch your language, basically, and respect everybody. And she definitely wasn't respecting, and I banned her. And that was within the first three weeks. And then I hadn't banned anybody else for a while. Sure. But I do go, th- we do have a leadership uh, channel and I posted it up and everybody's like no get ban 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 and it's nice to have that support because I, I feel everybody should be able to play but if you're gonna have issues like that or just disrupt the community in yeah, general yes right? yes um it's it's hard to ban somebody I I make it where I'm the only one that can ban somebody um my mm-hmm. admins can they can kick somebody out but that means they can come right back and like appeal to you about a, maybe yeah, a more yeah. permanent ban or what have you yeah so sure. if you have multiple people then you have well, I don't feel this way. I don't feel this way, and then you have nothing it, happens. Yeah, you know, nothing happens, or you have issues between people and whatnot. You know, right? I had a little issue with the, after the first um, was Articuno Day, right? Because you came with me on Zapdos Day. Yes, yes. sure did. Yes, still got that hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I had one member who was—he really wanted me to focus on the casual players. It was kind of a, for lack of better words, it was a shit show. Mm-hmm. We didn't know how it was going to run. So it wasn't really well organized, and actually he had started his own group someplace else, and his ran smoothly, and he was kind of upset about something, and he didn't quite understand what he was upset about. He kind of ranted and raved, and it didn't click in my head what he was saying, but right. he wasn't happy. He ended up leaving, but he wanted me to focus on casual players, and casual players are not as active in my Discord. The hardcore grinders know how the game are played. They work with the casual players, too. You know, I have no problem jumping out and helping somebody else out of a raid or something and whatnot. But they're the active players. They're the ones that make the Discord. So I'm going to focus on the smaller percent that are actually using it as a tool and helping the community. They can help the casuals then. But casual players are casual. Basically, you see the raid, you go there if you want to come or not. Just like me, I keep 
promoting communication. Say you're coming. You know, if we say we're going to do it at this time, hey, I'm coming. When you get there, we say, hell, you're this person. You're here. Everybody's here. Let's go. I've had people show up after we've done the raid. Oh, I saw it. I posted. I wanted to come. Did you comment? No. Well, how we're not mind readers. We don't know what we're doing. Right. Know. Yeah. You know, you can only sometimes do so much. Uh, that's where I, I'll use a secondary account. Maybe I can help them do it. I don't really play the other ones. They're more for helping uh, for raids and stuff. I'll put them in gyms. Maybe I can make a little bit of coins and I'll get lures that I can use to help everybody else. When there's a group of people, I can throw lures down. Right. They're not that strong, even though one's a level 34, almost 35, and another one's 32. They don't have strong Pokemon. I don't go hunting for them. They're just there to help. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you you say that because I I feel like for most community management, when it comes to other sort of community structures, the rule of thumb is almost always... And correct me if you, maybe you disagree or you've seen different examples, but for everything else besides Pokemon Go yes. Discords, it's always focus on the most number of people that you can appeal to. And with the Pokemon Go Discords, it seems like if you want infrastructure that works, if you want systems that work, that people can rely on, that they know it's going yes. to be there week after week after week, even if they stop playing for three weeks or yes. a couple of months, the yes. only way to do that is to appeal to the people that are going to be there to make sure that that yes. structure happens yes. Yes. for stability's sake. Yeah. And my community is great about running it themselves for the most part. I work night shifts, so sometimes I'm sleeping in the evening when raids are going on, and I have a handful of people that help run the raids and make sure it's organized and, and keep on track, and I'm very grateful for them. That's cool. It wouldn't be what it is without them. Sure. You know, Me, I'm just the face of it. Yeah, you know, it's really, it's really, <laughs> they, Terry Wolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really them that make the Discord what it is, and it's humbling to have them. And they give me a lot of crap. They always oh, do. sure. They're, they're, I mean, you know, the people you're closest with yeah, almost oh, yeah, always yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's my yeah. way of showing love for somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I just turn around and say, "Yeah, who's number one in us in the Discord in our leaderboard?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is great because we do have we do use um, trainer decks. Right? Trainer decks. The guy from uh, some young, I think he's like 23 years old. He's really young uh, from England. And he created the trainer decks. Uh, he has a website and everything. But he will come into your Discord and set up your own leaderboard, which actually will only do your Discord and also tell you on the global scale what you are, too. Yes. Which is very nice. Um, Interesting. And actually, somebody how, can, does, how does somebody go about getting that set up? I found him on Twitter, and I just messaged him. And if you look up the trainer decks, or if you go to his website, you can find his Twitter page, and he has his own Discord also. You can get on there and talk to him, and, and you, you can get him to come and help your Discord out, and it's great. I see other people, cool. Discords who try to do it all manly by themselves, and they have these people fill out these surveys and all this stuff. Spreadsheets? Spreadsheets. Oh, well, he does sure. it all. You can do it all. You can fill his spreadsheet out, and you can have that information, and you can just screenshot your XP, and he has a bot that scans it and updates your XP. That's smart. It's so great. That's very smart. Yeah, it, it, it's really fun. It cool. makes it it makes it interesting. We don't have the competition in, the ga- in this game that I believe we do need to have. Granted, that takes away from the community side, but... Sure. We need PvP. We need more bailing systems. We need a better gym system. Well, seeing as it's you know, late August 2018, yeah. at the end of the year, we're yeah. ho- hopefully going to be seeing PvP here. Yeah, so. we're, we're, I'm hoping. but Yeah, we're all hoping. Yeah. We've been hoping since the game came out. Uh, I, I, well, I'm just hoping for a good uh, bail system. That's... Yeah. So as a community leader, what's your vision for how PvP will affect your community and how like things work? 
Well, I'm hoping it actually will strengthen the community and, and more people. I'm hoping it's going to be more of a face-to-face thing unless they let us do remote mailing with friends, which I'm hoping that and trading will happen. I think if you're best friends with somebody, you should be able to trade with them wherever they are in the world. Sure. And I believe Niantic bought some type of chat company, wasn't it? That we might see some type of in-game chat, but it may only be with your friends, which I think would be a great thing. No, that's the way it kind of has to be. But if we have that, then maybe you can do some type of PvP and trading through that connection. Right. Which would be nice. Very cool. Yeah. If you put 90 days into a friendship and the best friends, you should be able to trade no matter where you are you've in the world. You've clearly seen them so many times. Yeah, you've, you've <laughs> definitely interacted them. and worked with them enough to, yeah. to earn that right. Right. And I, and I get the spoofing thing. They don't want to have that issue, but a spoofer can spoof anywhere and trade with you, whether they're there or not. I've already seen it happen. Yeah. Has spoofing affected your community in any way, either positively or negatively? Because uh, I know that there's a lot of arguments on both sides of this issue. I dealt with one spoofer who was running multiple accounts. Uh, he definitely was a Valor, like I am. Best team. Yeah, yes, Just best saying. team. I had gotten to the gym, and I was bottom man. Uh, this is the old gym system. Bottom man on the total pull. And he came in with, I don't know what team, but he knocked me out, and I'm there. I'm sitting there at the gym. Sure. And then all of a sudden, somebody gets put in. So he used the Mystic or Instinct, knocked me out, and then put a Valor in. That was the only time I really had a, a negative thing with a spoofer. Our town is smaller. I think larger cities have more issues with spoofers. Sure, like downtown Chicago, yes. I'm sure, yeah. has a, a litany yeah. of spoofers. Because if they're yeah. going to spoof anywhere, they're going to kind of, you know, quote-unquote, make it worth their while. I wasn't like afraid to fight back, though. There you go. We did have one guy who broke his leg. Boots on the ground, Terry. Yes, yes. <laughs> one guy that broke his leg, and he was spoofing for a little while, and I said... All right, you're in our Discord. We're not really we're anti spoofers, but if you're going to do this while you're healing and mending, don't tell us. <laughs> uh, no, no, you're going to be our eyes. You're going to be spotting raids. You're going to be posting raids that are happening because we don't have the scanners anymore. Sure, that's all I ever used scanners for was to help with posting raids, which I have a whole idea for that <laughs> okay but uh, you're going to be productive. You're going to be a positive effect, and then. Uh, he started asking during GoFest people for their QR codes. But he kind of stopped uh, posting and playing uh, right after that, so I didn't have to really worry about it. Yeah, I was a little upset about that. It is a complicated issue. Yes. It is. I mean, again, like you said, he broke his leg, so he's, what, immobile at home. Yeah. It's hard to play this game like yeah. that, and if it's part of your, your daily routine that you go out and you play for a few hours or whatever, yeah, it's really difficult to kind of... You know, maybe wheel yourself hey, we around. we got an older gentleman, Bill. He had surgery on both his feet. He's got special boots right now. And this guy walks around the square and plays and gets the raids. That's so awesome. He is hardcore. He's out there in the rain and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to you, So Bill. you can get out, yes. Kudos to you. can get out you. and play. <laughs> so what do you think the best part about setting up and maintaining a community is? Because I know you said the original motivation you had was like, man, I, I want to do raids. Yes. So um, now that you're here, you've accomplished that goal. Oh, yes. So now with all this work behind you, and I'm sure plenty of work ahead of you, yeah. what's the best part right now? Is it the raids or is it more than that? It's the friendships. Yeah. It's the friendships and the relationships and the community and, and getting out and talking with people. And, you know, community day has been a blast. That has helped a lot with it. Just... Having people to play with, I mean, I like I said, I, I played a lot by myself that first year, a lot. I okay. still kind of grind by myself because when I play, uh, everybody else is at work. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult yeah. given your work schedule, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but 
in the evening, man, I go out. If I'm raiding, I I see 20, 30 different pe- people that I see all the time. And it's, oh, how's it going? What do you got? What's going on here? You know? Yeah. Of course, with the Discord, I I have a cool channel called Breaking Rights, and that's where you get to show off all your stuff. And, you know, <laughs> yes. That's cool. <laughs> There's plenty of people out there that don't have a community like you do to, to play with. Yes. Maybe they're also in a small town, just like Woodstock. Yeah. And this isn't set up yet. The infrastructure isn't there. Yes. So what sort of advice would you give somebody that's just starting out right now and they take it upon themselves like, all right, I'm going to be the one that makes the Discord? You have to go out and find players. You can't be shy. You got to introduce yourself. You got to say, hey, look, I'm trying to do this. You want to raid? We want to do this stuff? We have the means. We just need the numbers. And right. you got to go on. And then you got to preach to the to them to go out and help too. That was one of the biggest thing was when I started Discord was, it's not just me getting the players. You guys have to find the players. I don't have a restriction on, on anybody inviting members. Anybody can do that. If you find players, bring them in. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they they only play once a week. That once a week when they play, they might want to raid. They might want to do a Reggie Rock. Well, you can't do a Reggie Rock by yourself. If you're playing by yourself, it doesn't work. Yeah, the game pretty much you, you need yes. you need a community. So it's it's not only you building community, it's the community building the community. Right. So have your friends help you meet yes. people that are just as interested yeah. in it and have them help yes. you set up a discord. Yes. A discord, Facebook, I think what group me or something. There's I, a, I think there's a there's lot a of bunch options. of different ways. Yeah. 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 I really feel discord's the best personally. I feel a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. I mean, it is built yeah. for gamers by gamers. Isn't that their, their tagline? Yes. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So any, any closing comments, anything you want to share about the game in general, uh, your experiences, I don't know. Let's see. That's a tough one. What's your one hope for the future of this game within the scope of community? What do you think would be the one thing that would be the most beneficial for the community aspect of this game? Because we already have friends now. Yes. I think definitely PvP. Just more things that forces players to do things as a group. And I, I honestly wouldn't know what they could do. Um, I, I know we need more spawn points and we need new Pokestops and we need more gyms. Not only just in the rural area, I mean, just everywhere except maybe large cities. Because they're set. You walk down to Chicago, you don't need anything else. You're you're set. You don't even really need a Discord for a lot of it because you no. can just walk up to a raid and people exactly. are there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's more... that Those Discords are more to build friendships and, and, and communities, which right. is great. Right. You know, you, you don't really need to. You you got to, if there's a raid, there's a raid lobby going. You need uh, more stuff to get players active, especially in smaller towns. Right. You know. More infrastructure. More in- yes, yes. Just so many things they can do, but and make it easier. Right. Uh, like the one thing I wanted to see was, you got a gold gym badge. I should, no matter what, see if there's a raid going there, whether I have a Pokemon in that gym or not. I should be able to go to my badge and, oh, there's an egg there. Okay, it hatches at this time. When it hatches, it's this raid. It's that raid. Why can't I have that information? I can already see that I have an EX raid pass to this gym. Tie the information to the gym badge, Hmm. but only give you the information to your gold. So it forces you to go out and play also. There's an idea. It's there. There's a lot of... I mean, they have the infrastructure there in the code and in the way the game is built to have information like that available to you. But they're very picky about things that you do and you can and can't know and can and can't have and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm lucky our gyms are within 10 to 15 minute drive sure. of everything. But yeah. other places you got to drive a half hour from one gym to another and you aren't going to drive there to go see if there's a raid. 
you need to know there's a raid to waste your half hour to go there. Right. I mean, it's a half hour there and a half hour back plus the, the 20 minutes you sit and do the raid and, and t- chat with people. That's a lot of time to go check out a place that doesn't have a raid. Yeah, either more gyms, more Pokestops, or some way for us to see the yes. ones that there's yeah. so few of right yes. now in some of these areas. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks so much in sitting down and, and talking with me about community Pokemon Go and yeah, your no experience problem. playing. <laughs> thanks, Terry. Thanks again to Terry Wolf for sitting down for this short but fun interview with us. We hope you guys learned something just like we did, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. <laughs>